genre. What up, everybody? Welcome to Tales from the Short Box, a once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about comic books. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here, as I'm always here, with Sean Petit. Yo. Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. Hey, yo. As a reminder, uh, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you've ever read uh, the books we're going to talk about on this show, we're, we might ruin those for you. Uh, I'll give you timestamps in the episode description, in the episode description so you can skip anything that you might need to skip. Our top story this week is The Amazing Spider-Man, The Gauntlet Complete Collection, Volume 1, by Dan Slott, Fred Van Lenty, Mark Wade, Joe Kelly, and like 4,000 artists. And everyone else that worked at Marvel at the time. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. of The mass set in this book is like 400 pages long. It's a different um, artist for every issue. So we'll, we'll shout out some names, but the, we didn't want to put Adam through that all at once at the beginning here. Yeah, I was already sweating just trying to get through the normal uh, intro. <laughs> uh, me too, um, because I have been held ransom in a, in a hell of my own creation. Um, I got a fourth cat, guys! <laughs> and literally minutes, seconds even, before hitting seconds. record, he took a massive shit in the litter box in the room that I am trapped in here with him. Um, Bro, so. same. <laughs> Same? Okay. Same that the four cats are trapped with cat shit. Which same is it? Oh, it took a mess Neither. of shit. Just took a mess of shit. In the corner? <laughs> took, oh. Right in this room that I'm in. Oh, good job. <laughs> All right. Jesus Christ. Someone else has got to clean gotta it you got to do, I guess. Yeah. I'll just blame um, it on the dog. Yeah. Mm. That's, oh, I don't know what happened, Christina. It's just it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> the dog just took a, a human shit on the carpet. Yeah, so weird. <laughs> Gotta stop giving them human food, you know? It takes human <laughs> shits. Dude, no animal has worse smelling poop than we do. We have yeah, cats' we worst shit. Oh no, cats are terrible. Cats are pretty bad. Cats are pretty fucking bad, dude. Can confirm right now. <laughs> I will that put that cats the- up yeah, there. No, but Casey, if there was if there was a, a human man turd just out of the open in your Mm-mm. in that room, you'd be running. No, you I am. Be, you wouldn't be sitting. No, I'm a hundred percent sure calmly. the cat turd smells worse. I don't want to find out. I don't know how I find that out, but I don't want to find out. Don't worry, I'll come over and poop in your house. <laughs> Thank you. And then we can rank it. You gotta white. You gotta make a whiteboard and make sure you yeah. rank the smell. Yeah, you gotta do it like smell, consistency, color. We're like a whiteboard. It's like poop right? Mythbusters. Whiteboard. That's what it is. Oh, we should ask the Mythbusters. They could tell us. Yeah, yeah I'm sure they the, know uh, that just off the top of their head. Give yeah, Adam Savage on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> He'll get to the bottom of this. I do distinctly remember there's a lot of facts from Mythbusters that I have retained because it basically did a, did some heavy lifting and raising me. But uh, there's one episode where they there's a myth that if you leave your toothbrush like out mm. and like uncovered, you when you flush the toilet, you get poop particles on the mm-hmm. on the and so they had like a mm. bunch of like uh, toothbrushes like strategically placed all over the bathroom to see like where the most poop particles would land. Yeah. And then they had a control like multiple rooms away, nowhere near the fucking bathroom. Guess what? All of them had equal amounts. So there's just always poop particles everywhere yeah. and you can't control it. Like, it's poop everywhere, every bro. Every room is just, just littered with poop particles. So, so even the control had the control, poop on it? Yeah, because they put a control. I distinctly remember saying they had a control <laughs> so like, in, a, in a very distant room, and they're like, yeah. this is going to be awkward if this one yeah. comes up 
positive. <laughs> and it did. And it's like, oh, we just live in a poopy world. We just this live in a poopy world. It would have been funny if, they, if the control had been sealed. That would and, like they, they open up the sealed toothbrush and it has poop on it. I you mean, just, <laughs> you flush a toilet once and it's over. Yeah. Yeah. That's just your whole life now. Yeah. <laughs> poop world. It's the prequel to Rot World. No, oh, no. Or Water World. Or Water World. There you go. Or it's the well, follow um, up to Water it, World. But anyway, out of the world. world. Uh, in our group chat, I got to learn what toxoplasm was this weekend. Oh, yeah. Toxoplasmosis. Uh, which it came up because I uh, have begrudgingly adopted a fourth cat because I am a sucker. and Begrudgingly uh, an my ass. Uh, grudgingly, slightly grudgingly. It was more like uh, this cat can't be homeless. No one will take it. Okay, I guess it's me now. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> there was this urban myth when I was a kid that uh, if you don't know what toxoplasmosis is, it's essentially like a parasite that lives in cat poop. Um, that makes mice not scared of cats. Like it's so they like can a, chomp them. Yeah, it's, it's like the a, most like made a, up thing I've ever heard. Uh, yeah, because cats are aliens, right? Yeah. Um, Straight up. When I was up. a kid, when I was a kid, I distinctly remember that there was like an urban myth. It might have even been like a like an onion article, like whatever predated mm. the onion when I was a kid. Some kind uh, of like cracked, cracked satirical, yeah, cracked, yeah, 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 some like cracked satirical Mad Magazine article that was like, um, <laughs> pregnant women can't clean the litter box because if they if they get toxoplasmosis, um, their children will grow up to be juggalos. And I, that's so funny. I Dude, read that completely so... straight. Like that was like the fact. Like that was. I'm like, oh shit! No that's wonder so it all makes sense. And that's like, so we live good. in a weird enough world where that could just be true, right? Well, we right. One hundred percent. Especially now, like satire. Uh, see, like how do you have satire in a world where like just yeah, like a lot of our satire is becoming true. Like, just go rewatch Veep and then let me know how you have. Let me oh. let me know what happens. Is that even satire? Or is that just a documentary? Dude, some of there them should like, be like a warning label on crazy. cat boxes may cause juggalosis. <laughs> <laughs> that's like well, part of the that's part <laughs> that's part of the pamphlet you get when you adopt a cat. It's just a yeah. whole. It's one pager Be about <laughs> the dangers of juggalosis, <laughs> <laughs> toxoplasmosis, and its possible link to juggalosis in infants. Yeah, just <laughs> a whole fucking white paper about it. <laughs> I just, I mean, if that's not uh, an, a, a backup form of birth control for me, I don't know what is. I feel like that. Okay. Would, <laughs> I feel like that would be pretty effective, right? I mean, like not <laughs> literally. Literally not even talking shit on Juggalos. I've had friends that are, that were, you know, recovering Juggalos. Yeah, like, not to alienate fine. any no, no, Juggalo no. Like, listeners. We don't, you don't want your baby to come out as a Juggalo. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's awkward. You want that's them awkward. to choose the Juggalo life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't exactly. want to predetermine it. Right. Them. That's what I'm saying. That's the difference. Yeah. You don't want to force that <laughs> the juggalosis on them. I'm not. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to force my ideals on on right. the baby. Exactly. <laughs> Just comes out with the fucking oh my god, dude! Good Lord. Yeah, with the face paint, just like rapping. The placenta <laughs> is just Fago. Yeah, just exactly. Well, uh, F- Fago is actually the long-term treatment for juggalosis. Like it keeps <laughs> it at bay. Like it makes it manageable, so that you can kind of just get around easy. But without the Fago, you're fucked. You're just you sniffing it. glue twenty-four-seven. <laughs> I love when we have conversations like this and we have RJ go first because he's always trying to get out of it and we just keep he's going. He's like, I fucking hate you guys. He's so like, much. you guys have been talking about poop and juggalos for way too long. <laughs> Especially because it's continued on from 
A group oh yeah, chat. we've been talking about this. Yeah, oh yeah. That's I've been true. talking about this nonstop for two straight days. <laughs> I can't stop. Well, you learned what toxoplasm was, so you know like it's it, it's only it's only that, yeah. you got you got to get that out of your system somehow. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's true. I'm I'm still living in hell. It stinks in here. I actually oh, put yeah. cocoa butter under my I, nose. Dude, you did that <laughs> as <laughs> I I saw you do that as we clicked record, we, and I was we, like dying. I was like, we, did, we did we you do what I think you did? We can yeah. pop in an edit point if you gotta go deal with that. I'll live. It'll be fine. Dude, I, this is way funnier. <laughs> it is. Honestly. I mean, it's pretty clever if it works. <laughs> uh, for a second. It does temporarily. It, you just gotta it, do this. <laughs> you look like you work in a morgue. Yeah. I Well, I can't put fucking petroleum jelly Vaseline on my face because then I will have an allergic reaction. So And it'll uh, look like a Hitler mustache. It'll look and, like a fucking Hitler yeah. mustache. Oh Hilarious. My God. That would be Christ. so good. <laughs> oh my god you just what accidentally you? put the it's wrong lotion on oh fucking my god. story <laughs> Fuck, dude that would be incredible it's a long embarrassing story or you do god, it enough and it looks like juggalo eye makeup <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's you, already started yeah <laughs> The transformation has begun. We need 50 cc's of fago stat <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> Just intravenously do, taking Fago. Whoop whoop, family. <laughs> hey, man. See you at the carnival. Yeah, man. The yeah, yeah, the, the, no the disrespect yeah. to the juggalos out there, guys. Uh, don't come after us, please. It would just be alarming if your baby came fans. out as a juggalo. That's all I'm saying. It, that would be alarming. <laughs> and that's a fair reaction. Yeah. All right. Uh, RJ, get, get us the fuck out of here. Uh, I just got just... hit with all the, the dauntingness of my pick. It all came sweeping back into my head. Hey, man! Uh, no one, no one twisted your arm. No. Let's go. Let's jump into this fucking reality that we've never talked about on this podcast. Jesus. All right. Uh, my pick <laughs> for this week is Star Trek: Defiant, uh, number one by Christopher Cantwell, Angel Inzuita, and Marissa Ruiz. Um, yeah, as Casey said, we've never talked about a Trek comic on this podcast. So there's this old show from the 60s called Star Trek. <laughs> uh, is this just TMNT 100 all over again? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's essentially that. Uh, I guess I've got to add to the, the generic spoiler warning for books this week in addition to the fact that I have to spoil a five-issue ongoing series and a, like, like 40 seasons of TV, maybe. I have no idea what I'm going to spoil. So if you're like currently watching Star Trek, you might want to skip it. Skip this. <laughs> skip this part. <laughs> um, hey, this is, this is why we, this is why you got timestamps. This is why yeah, I do yeah. this. I would love to do my normal thing and be like, even if you haven't read Star Trek, this book is perfect for like, you know, jumping on. But I, I honestly don't know about that. <laughs> I have no idea. No, no uh, point of reference on that one at all. Yeah. All right. Uh, so this book is, so in uh, the beginning of this year, IDW essentially rebooted the Star Trek comic book universe. They got rid of the old numbering. They went to number one. And um, it's, uh, so on the main series, it's Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly, which you know, I've been talking about a ton on here. They rule. Uh, the main series is is great. Um, and the premise of that, really quick, is 
either someone is murdering uh, every like omnipotent species in Star Trek. Um, there's someone's like, going after Q's. Yeah, so someone is oh. going after Q's, but also uh, the crystalline entities and the there's a god city. So there's this. No one fucks with Q on my watch. Okay, I don't have like, a lot of strong opinions about Star Trek, but that is one of them. Yeah, love that man. So there's this uh, ship that is going around with like a god gun and murdering all these omnipotent species. Um, well. There is a certain Star Trek captain that is very tied to uh, an omnipotent force, which is Cisco from Deep Space Nine, um, who's the the emissary of the prophets. The prophets are essentially these these um, the, these gods for the Bajorans. Um, so the a lot of DS Nine revolves around this wormhole that the gods opened that Cisco can travel through and. They set up an outpost near it because it's you know, they want to explore it. Um, anyway, it's, uh, it's like so hard, man. <laughs> so, uh, I'm with you. I don't I'm know trying, anything about Star Trek, and I'm with you. I'm trying uh, to find an insert so I can make a thong song joke, but mm, I haven't well, found one. But uh, thong song. <laughs> all right. So uh, the, uh, because the prophets are an omnipotent force, that they're worried that they're going to be on the hit list. Um, as you know, as you would be if you were a god and someone was going around murdering every godlike being, and um, so they send Cisco back. Uh, if you've seen the end of DS Nine, you understand. Um, so Cisco shows up and he gets a crew together, and he's going after the the people with the the god killer ship. Um, and it turns out that the person doing it is Kalos. Uh, Kalos is a mythological figure from uh, Klingon lore that in The Next Generation, there's an episode where they find him and uh, Worf has to figure out if it's actually Kalos or not, and it turns out it's a clone. Um, so someone, they decided to clone this like mythological uh, figure who like you know was responsible for uniting the Klingon tribes. Um, and then at the end of that episode, they essentially put him on uh, Kronos, which is the Klingon homeworld, and um, he becomes the emperor, like, not the leader of the Klingons, but kind of like the emperor of Japan, where it's like a religious figure, just kind of like a like a social figurehead to, like, rally people. Um, so Kalos is there, and now he's on this ship, murdering, murdering gods. Um, and in the Latest issue to come out for that series, uh, Worf is on Cisco's ship, and they find out that Worf's son is with Kalos. Um, so the and this is all in the main Star Trek. This book, is all in not... the main Star Trek book. Okay, so we're still we're still doing precursors. It's shit. very important that I set it up because that's the whole point of this book. Unfortunately, okay, it's just no, no, no. I'm 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 still with you. I just yeah. wanted to make sure for you know myself and for the audience where we're at. So, okay. <laughs> uh. Cisco and Worf, uh, the prophets essentially tell Cisco to blow the ship up because they managed to find Kalos and they're like confronting him. Um, they're confronting him and uh, the prophets are like, because the prophets speak to Cisco through visions uh, and they're like, you know, you got to blow the ship up right now. And Worf, now realizing that his son is on the ship, won't do that. Um, so he gets kicked off the bridge. And Star Trek Defiant, this comic, 
picks up after that because now Worf um he's he's being defiant to Cisco. <laughs> y- right? Am I well, following it? Yeah. That that's okay. one way to look at it. Um Okay. So, yeah, so he leaves and now the premise of this book uh is essentially Worf's take on the mission, his perspective of trying to stop Kalos but also not blowing up his son whereas Cisco doesn't give a shit and he's going to he'll he'll do it wherever. Um, so now these two books are going concurrently and are going to end up uh, interweaving during the summer um, as a, in a big event. Uh, so this book uh, starts with Worf leaving in a shuttle. He crash lands on, in Romulan space and he ends up uh, finding Spock. Uh, if you've seen TNG, Spock is currently in the midst of trying to get reunification which is the the reuniting of the Vulcans and the Romulans trying to get bring them together so he finds Spock um and he tells his plan to Spock and uh Spock's like uh you know despite the fact that you're doing this for emotional reasons for your son uh your plan is very logical so I'm going to help you because it turns out that Starfleet never took away my credentials. So I've got access to whatever you need. He's like, do you want a ship? And he's like, he's like what ship do you want? And, he, and there's only one choice. He wants the Defiant. The Defiant is the, the mascot ship of, ah. the D, of DS9. It's my favorite Star Trek ship. It's the best. Um, got it. Got it. He is being Defiant and he is in a Defiant. Yeah, he's in the Defiant. Yeah. Got Double it. Defiant. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so he gets on to the Defiant, and Spock is his first, his first mate. Um, and uh, essentially, Worf's plan is to uh, get a crew together and uh, you know go after the Kalis his own way. But he's going to build a crew where he he's building a crew uh, using. Um, Maquis, uh, former Maquis members. So there's this terrorist, quote, terrorist, unquote, uh, uh, organization called the Maquis, um, which are essentially freedom fighters that kind of fight fascism, but, uh, I was, I was literally about to say Antifa, but kind of, yeah, they're, they're like, they'll do what Starfleet doesn't, doesn't want to do. And Antifa. And therefore Starfleet goes after them and, you know, tries to murder them. Um, ah, so so anti or so so Starfleet are the liberals in this case. Is that what we're saying? Is that how we're laying <laughs> this down? That that works. Um, <laughs> so there are two very With their famous woke space travel. <laughs> there are two very <laughs> famous uh, Maquis, former Ma- or you know Marquis. Uh, the Maquis are dead technically, but there's two former Maquis characters that are famous in the shows. Some of my f- my literally my second and third favorite Trek characters of all time. He gets Ro Laren and Belan Torres. Belan Torres is the chief engineer of Voyager. Um, fresh back from from Voyager's the whole p- plot of Voyager is that it gets lost in the Delta Quadrant. Um, so there she's back home and she's the chief engineer on this uh, ship. And Ro Laren, Ro Laren is a side character in TNG who ends up. Uh, leaving Starfleet to join the Maquis 
um, because that's where she feels like uh, her heart belongs because uh, she's part of a people that were like genocided. So she wants to go fight. Um, so he brings uh, them both in and his plan is essentially now that he stole this ship from Starfleet, they've, he's gotten them all blacklisted and he's going to blame it on the Maquis. So he's going to blame it on Roe. Um, and uh, they are tracing the... Kalis sent this signal to another ship and they're tracking that ship and that ship is Orion Pirates, um, which Orions are like... They're like smugglers, essentially. Uh, they're the like green people in uh, the original series, um, and uh, so having like you know blaming it on Roe and having her steal the Defiant from Starfleet is essentially their like cred with the pirates because they're gonna go try and buy the transponder code for the Kalis's ship so they can track Kalis down and Worf can find his son before Cisco blows the ship up. Um, so it's like. Uh, like Ocean's Eleven, like smuggling heist book, uh, and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah this this vaguely like it, 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 not knowing anything about Star Trek at all. This kind of lights up the same part of my head that's like, oh, it's the like smuggler shit in Star Wars. Like it's all the bounty hunters and the smugglers. We're not dealing with the Jedi's and the fucking yeah the, the Empire. We're dealing with the like seedy backdoor shit, which is always way more fun anyway. Yeah, but the swashbuckling, War- but Worf yeah. and Spock. So yeah, which fucking rules? <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. And and Data's head apparently. Uh, that's lore. Uh, that's Data's evil brother. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> which is even better because it's uh, you know, evil, even more evil people on the ship. He's the only one that's like outright actually evil, like actually evil. Because he tried to murder the, he like teamed up with the Borg at one point. He like almost murdered the TNG crew multiple times. Um. So yeah, it's a crazy team um, that literally touches every show on the on the series. You know, pre Enterprise because the the series takes place post Voyager, but uh, uh, and before but before Nemesis it was essentially their time that they were given their sandbox. Man, I uh, so so what you're telling me is that I only have. Uh, fucking eighty years worth of TV that I need to catch up on before I can read this comic book. <laughs> I, you know, I don't Better get started. So I don't know. I don't know how this reads to someone that doesn't know Trek, just because I have all that knowledge now. I feel like you need to have at least watched Deep Space Nine because, like, having the Cisco thing yeah. feels relevant, right? I, like, it's hard because, like, all the characters are already established. Like on the new book, like in the in the main book, the just the Star Trek plain title, there's mm-hmm. new characters. It, that one feels like more reader friendly. Like I feel like if you just read one through five and then you read this book, it would work. But I, but like I don't know. And the thing is, Cantwell and uh, Lansing and Kelly are massive Trek fans since they were kids, and you can tell when they it yeah obviously when, it shows the fact the fact that you're able to like rattle off all those like names and and like references in, in quick succession tells me that like not only you but they know what the fuck they're talking about yeah 
<laughs> but like you know, if you are a Trek fan and uh, you've been looking for something to read, I can't recommend it enough. It is astonishing. Written by some of the best writers in comic books right now. Like literally, we talk about these guys all the time. There's some yeah, of my. I'm going to talk about Chris Cantwell again. Right. Exactly. I, Today. So, yeah, it, it's just a joy. Um, and uh, like using some of my favorite characters, uh, it, it's been great so far. Um, and they've been working. They work directly with Paramount. So for the time, it's canon. Um, you know, <laughs> until that. I don't know, changes. RJ. You had me at Space Antifa. That's all, <laughs> you know. Yeah, the ma- the Maquis right up right up your Spacey. alley. Spantifa. <laughs> Fucking Worf just warfing it up. <laughs> He's going to be writing a comic book soon. Nice. That's awesome. Michael <laughs> Dorn is going to be writing Steel. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Good. He didn't get pigeonholed writing a Worf comic, so that's good. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, but, but he did do the voice of Steel in the animated cartoons. So He's got the, some connection but, to it. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense then. <laughs> Well, I hope that made sense to to anyone. I guess at that point, that was that was. I'll tell you this: that was more concise than my team in one hundred episode. You know, that was I, a lot. I that was a lot of turtles. But also, we we uh, you know, we've we've learned how to do this hell of a lot better since then. Yeah, that was so. a, yeah. that was like the fifth episode, and I still <laughs> had no idea what I was doing. I mean, I don't have any idea what I'm doing. Still, yeah, yeah, we're, like we're just even more. It out. So I don't know why the fuck I'm here. Also, I mean, ago. if you're not used to rants at this point on this podcast, then. You stuck why. with us through my, like, <laughs> fucking chaos magic bullshit. You can sit through ten minutes of Star Trek, okay? Calm the fuck down, everyone. I don't think anyone's mad. <laughs> yeah, we're just making, we're just, we're, we're just making people mad up for just no reason. Just fucking yelling I, at people. Yeah? I gave y'all timestamps. What else do you want from me? I'm you also, could... you know who I'm yelling at? I'm yelling at Zach, who, like, That's actively hates sci-fi, and there he's gonna is. be like, what well, the fuck, Star he's gonna, Trek? Then he's gonna, <laughs> I was listening to a comic. Book then he's gonna have to skip this next Shut one. Shut the fuck up. You're fine. You'll you'll live. It was Hi, Zach. Good job. Good job, RJ. Here's another not it. sci-fi book. <laughs> to, to, to everyone who just skipped uh, Star Trek, welcome well, that, back. That's also like, yeah. like, like Casey said. That's like decades of spoilers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, you killed it. I, I, I caught. I was with you. you nailed it. Yeah. Uh. Okay. So I also like space books. Uh, the Forged, number one, by Greg Rucka, Eric Troutman, Mike Henderson, and Nolan Woodard. Uh, we got a whole lot of freaky space shit. Um, we got this giant fucking spaceship that seems to be uh, the home to our intrepid crew of the Forged team, which is just, which is a great name, Scimitar 3, great code name for a team. Awesome. Yeah, that is, that is true. Uh, which appears to just be a group of appears to be badass ladies and their robot. And their mech armor. On like, and their mech armor, which is also awesome. <laughs> which I like all of those things. Yeah, they're effectively a strike team that gets sent out for this space government. Very like Dune-ish when it comes to, like the space government because it's like seems to yeah, be no dune, dune vibes I, I yeah dune vibes um like the low level stuff feels very expanse but like then the high level stuff feels very dune it's like a interesting yeah mix there's of the a two. there's like 
tens of thousands of years of lore that he's clearly like building. Yeah, on. there's going to be a lot of stuff to fill in the gaps here because yeah. like the one they appear to be uh, the leaders appear to be these. Um, what did they call Empress. them? The Empress. And they appear to have some sort of telekinetic. Yeah, well, she has like a telepathic ability doing yeah. her fucking bidding for her. Because like this one, <laughs> this one um, general gets invited into the room, and she's like, "You like what you see? You want you want a piece of this?" Yeah, that's, <laughs> and, it the, is a, and then it like is a grabs sexy his psychic. Uh, yeah, and then grabs his hand, and he just she's like, "I want to make you feel like basically like he is just experience all the things that bring him joy." And I think two of the five of them are him banging her. <laughs> her design is so great. Yeah, it's cool because it's like it's like you're looking at through like um like a prism. Yeah. So it's not like quite a solid color, so it's it's very interesting. Um, and also her her outfit is very um what's her face from the fifth elm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just bondage traps as Yeah, a, as it's just clothes. it's just stuff to cover nipples. <laughs> this is pretty much it. Um so yeah, we're kind of just getting background on the ship and just like how stuff works, kind of getting the hierarchy of the people. Um, and towards the end, they get sent on this mission that the, on this planet, um, and they get dropped in their fucking giant mechs. And shortly after, the giant ship they're on also crashes to this planet, uh, and no one really seems to have any fucking clue what's going on. Um, but it grabbed me enough. Uh, it's kind of fun. It's kind of funny too. It's not like a traditional, you know. It's not like very straightforward. It's like, I there's a lot of good banter. The, the robot they have is sassy as hell. The art, I like a good sassy robot. The art's real. <clears throat> like, yeah. At one point, she asked like the AI is like, "Can you tell me what the f- fuck they're doing?" Is like, I don't have enough data to tell you what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> the uh, the book is also like magazine sized, so the art is like it's amazing. Yeah, it's very cool space sci-fi art. Uh, it's very colorful. Um, it was nice to see it blown up. Yeah, I'm a fan. I, I like I like me a good sci-fi uh, space book. Uh, I feel like Ruck is gonna kind of dive into this the nitty gritty of this the strike team stuff. So that'll be cool. I feel like he hasn't written a book in a while. He was, he was doing Lazarus for a while, but that came out like once every year. It's been coming out like it's like quarterly now, almost. Yeah, but that's like the only thing I've really read from him. I don't know recently. if he was writing like novels or TV or something, but oh yeah, maybe. I'm a fan. I would check it out. If you like some sci-fi and you like some mysteries because we don't really know what the fuck going on because there <laughs> seems to be some sort of betrayal, betrayment, betrayment. of some sort. Betrayment. Um. By this uh, chancellor or lady and killing a bunch of generals and shit, so not really sure what's going on. You had me at space witches. Yeah, sexy space witches. Sexy space, sexy space witches. <laughs> yeah, that is hard to say. Yep. Yeah. So check it out, All peeps. Right. Kept that well, one short. Uh, back to Christopher Cantwell. You know, dude had so, three well, books this week. Damn. And two of them are in this podcast. What was the other one? Uh, Gold uh, Goblin, which also rules. Oh, right, right. Gold Goblin. Okay. I will take your word for it because that seems like a lot of goblins. <laughs> There's so many goblins. Uh, but yeah, Chris Cantwell fucking rules. Um, so this one is Hellcat number one by Chris Cantwell, Alex Linz, and KJ Diaz. 
Um, this spins out somewhat from um, Chris Cantwell writing uh, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hellcat was a bit of a character in that, and there was like an annual issue that kind of uh, leads into this a little yeah, bit. But otherwise, gets haunted by her mom for some reason. Exactly. Yeah. And basically, <laughs> that it, is alluded to in goes. this book. Yeah. Um, but uh, otherwise, it is a completely great place to jump in if you haven't read Hellcat. Um, I've read her from time to time, but like this is a pretty like new like jumping in point for me. You just need um, to know at one point she was a model. Uh, yeah. Like. Archie's comics type yeah. before Marvel was Marvel. Uh, she was Patsy Walker model. Um, and Stan, let's like what Stanley cut his teeth on were like romance comics. Yep. And then, and then that became her backstory in this was that her mom exploited her into becoming like a, like a teen idol, like a teen, like celebrity yeah. as like the, essentially like this Archie character. And uh, in- and instead of living up to that legacy, she just be- decided to become a fucking vigilante superhero. Um, and this this book, you know, I've seen like Patsy's kind of been like a side character in a lot of stuff, like She Hulk, most famously. Um, she's even in the Jessica Jones TV show, uh, which is like a little bit more hard boiled. But this issue is just like a straight up murder mystery crime thriller, and mm. this is the most of a mutilated corpse I have ever seen in a fucking Marvel comic. Holy shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was just like, how did they get this past editorial? Holy shit, that is a mutilated fucking corpse. But This art is really good. It's, it's really good. And essentially this book starts out with her being arrested for murdering the guy that she was seeing. And uh, the cops are like, so why'd you do it? And she's or like, did, did you do it? And like, Hellcat, what's the, well, you want to just go ahead and confess? And she's like, I don't know. It's like, that's not a good place to start. <laughs> So she doesn't remember killing him, and she vaguely remembers fighting somebody. So she thinks she was trying to fight off his killer, but also she just isn't sure. She can't be certain either way. Um, and we get a lot of the backstory of her, you know, like Archie-ish past, um, specifically with her friend Hetty Wolf, who was like her, like the prom queen, like the the Veronica to her Betty, if you will. Um, uh-huh. and. Uh, like basically, Hetty was dating that guy prior, and then Patsy started seeing him after they broke up, and so there's a little bit of drama with that. Um, she goes, she she basically gets out on bail. Um, I forget, did Hetty pay the bail specifically, or was it like her own money that she used? Because um, but as aforementioned, um, her mom has passed away, and she's a fucking ghost, so she goes back home after getting out on bail. <laughs> And her mom is, like, giving her shit, and she's like, can you fucking not right now? Um, and gets into a fight with Hetty. Uh, goes to investigate the murder and finds the, um, basically the, the reality cop badge of the character called Sleepwalker. Sleepwalker! I sleepwalker. love Sleepwalker, fucking- man. Fucking Sleepwalker. I'd forgotten um, about Sleepwalker until <laughs> flipping through I this actually issue. hadn't, because, like, uh, weirdly enough, an action figure came out from him, like, not too long ago, mm. and I just, like, it's just been kind of, like, floating around my store for, like, a year, and I'm just I like, had a fucking Sleepwalker, man? I had sure, a first issue of Sleepwalker kicking around for a while that just, I think I sold Don't it worry. by accident. So did everyone. Um... <laughs> One of those that comes up. Is that up one of those books that just shows with X Men number like one and like yeah. Spawn number one? Just like, oh, look at how many of these. Should have sold are. it during the pandemic. Was a hundred bucks for the first appearance of Sleepwalker. 
fucking really? seriously? That's pretty there were good. Some weird books that were that sold for a lot that's of money. Fair. During yeah, that, during that did happen. 2020. Um yep. but yeah, essentially she finds his like badge at the scene of the crime, and there's also just like a puddle of what used to be her boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's um, just liquefied person. I like my yeah, boyfriend in puddle form. I mean, don't we all? I prefer um, mine without pulp. <laughs> yeah, this one's definitely extra pulpy. This is pulpy. Yeah. This is pulpy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, pulp. she's like, she's like, you know, I'm pretty fucking vicious, but I'm not like, I can't do that. Last time I checked, yeah, people oh. can't do, people can't do that. They should have called this issue the Big Sleep. Oh damn it! <laughs> oh, that would have been good. Damn, that is good. Um, but yeah, so she finds that that badge and goes to find the guy who. Uh, essentially spends half of his time as Sleepwalker, a uh, dude named Rick, who is in a mental institution. Fucking he cannot Rick. currently be Sleepwalker because his badge... He doesn't have his badge. Yeah. He was, was, he, pending internal investigation from whatever higher authority... Fucking essentially, he's like he's the, like sleepy time Green Lantern. Tell me fucking so, right? Sleep Cop? So, he's getting yeah, sleep no, cop he's, right he's now? The dream, yeah. No, 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 no. Sleepwalkers are the dream police. And yeah, what happened police. is... Uh, the, the character Sleepwalker everything. got stuck in a human. That that's yeah. like his origin story. So you're telling me there's sleep cops, is what you're telling me right now. Yeah, dude. A cab includes that's Sleepwalker, like Sandman. <laughs> DC. Just, just his, DC has Sandman, a whole like, dreaming universe. That's just his domain. That's he's more of than a, having he's a in charge force. of dreams. Yeah, but, but also he, the original, like the Kirby Sandman, was kind of just a dream cop. He had like yeah. a gun, didn't he? He had like a yeah. Wesley dream yeah. gun. Uh, yeah, yeah. This I, is love, like, I love yeah. how many superheroes their whole superpower is like. I have this gun. It's like <laughs> yeah, all, all the right. rose gallery. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all flash villains. It's just <laughs> Super Mario Brothers skin color selection. But which gun? Oh, do you but want? yeah, just change, just changes their outfit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. You want the mirror gun or the cold gun? But right, yeah. Exactly. So essentially, um. Yeah, she she tries to confront Rick about it, but he knows nothing about it, and he doesn't have his badge. So, uh, yeah, she we got a good old fashioned who done it. You have to go through and, uh, um, s- sleep police in- uh, internal affairs. Uh, yep, the worst and, part uh, of sleep police <laughs> bullshit, bro. They have that implied sleep immunity. IA. Fucking sleep IA. Fucking t- never getting. They're never gonna figure it out. <laughs> I've seen the wire. Um, I know it's gonna happen. But also the uh, the they fucking... have a really strong police union too. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. they just wake you up if every time they don't want to deal with you. Uh, but yeah, also <laughs> the fucking the internal affairs of the sleep police think that he killed the guy. I think that he did spe- it. Yeah, specifically because he's in love with Patsy. So there's like like three different love triangles going on here. There's like the trauma of like. Fucking. When she was a kid, it keeps flashing back to stuff like that. And there's just a good old fashioned murder mystery and a and a sleepy cop. Fucking so, her life like, is a mess, bro. <laughs> Patsy love, Patsy's got a lot of shit going the, on. Yep. The yeah. art I mean, we mentioned the art is good, but I just love how yeah. how the art can like juggle all of those different aesthetics. Cause yeah. it does the yeah, like it's very interesting. Does the like archie comic kind of like adorable, like really colorful mm-hmm. setting, but then it also does that, you know, mutilated corpse and then like the main it, book yeah, is like pretty gritty. And it's like the the page is literally like ripped out and and it replaced yeah, it's really it cool with like an Archie mm-hmm. comic style page. Yeah, no, there's and and like it really is like like 
skipping through all of these like really extreme comic book logic leaps where it's like yeah no uh, my my house is haunted by my mom's ghost uh, yes, i'm friends yeah. with a, with with a sleepy cop Deal uh, with it. i used to be married to the son of satan you know like there's just like yeah no yada 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 I, uh, but it, it's, at its bones it's a really good murder mystery it's all so. fine. i want to do yeah, exactly. i want to do one of Cantwell's books as a main story sometime because i want to talk more about his writing but i just want to say now He's one of the best, like, uh, pe- like a uh, person writer, just like in like human, like writing like the humanity of a character, just like small. Holy like- shit! So we weeks ago, months ago, I don't know how time works. RJ told me to watch <laughs> Halt and Catch Fire, and if you haven't fucking seen that show, because I'd never even fucking heard of it until RJ told me to. It's four seasons long. It's like forty episodes altogether, like ten per season. Some of the best television I have ever fucking watched. Specifically, it's it's like it's like about tech, like the 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 rise of like the the yeah. tech world in the eighties and nineties, and like I don't give. I a think fuck that's what got that, him famous. Like, yeah, I think it is. There's like a bunch like, of comic like, and Star Trek jokes throughout that show. Totally. Um, yeah, uh, but but like the character building in that show, I I simultaneously love and hate everyone at all times. It's like like it's I'm some just, of the I, best human writing I have ever encountered and he brings that to the comics like we talked a little bit about his iron man run but the way he wrote tony it just like there he gets so many facets of the of the human mind there's just the grief and then you know writing he's perfect for marvel essentially we talked about his doom too right he wrote dr doom he did write doom oh yeah his doom yeah yeah um he made he made me fall in love with like an eighty sleazy salesman guy in that TV show. So like that right. that doesn't tell you uh, everything. Eighties business about how... guy is pretty cool. Is he to me? To <laughs> me specifically. I don't know. He's got a cool big phone, weird big <laughs> yeah. suits. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Sounds like a fucking <laughs> lots of cocaine. Yeah, but sounds one like of a the, winner. Uh, to me. All of those things are happening. Uh, yeah, I mean, like one of the big appeals of Marvel, you know, as a thing going back to peter parker is that it's like human you know there's a human behind the mask and he right. he just gets that so well he fucking get that yeah. the yeah i love the way he writes uh human emotion it, it's incredible all right well <laughs> speaking of gory squelchy splurchy comics mm. uh oh there's some are there some fucking corpses in also, this one too? Hell yeah. there's some gross shit in Assholes. this book uh, I got uh, I got Wolverine number mushrooms. 31 by Benjamin Percy, Juan Jose Rip, and Frank Diarmada. So where we last left Wolverine, talking he, about cops, uh, his, <laughs> he was uh, putting his claws through Beast's face. Yeah, one of um, one one of the Beast's face. One of the Beast's because mm-hmm. <clears throat> what we found out at the end of the last issue is Beast kind of bypassed the resurrection protocols and has his own cloning machine, his own cerebro and his He has cerebro. his own like Mr. Sinister yeah, layer. Yeah, he took a he note his from own, Mr. Sinister. His but own his lab. His cerebro takes a backup of his brain every minute so that there's like there's zero lag when he comes back. Like he comes back fully aware and remembers being murdered by Wolverine. Yep. So <clears throat> This issue starts with probably the coolest thing I've ever seen. Dude, this shit's ridiculous, bro. That's <laughs> so great. So the 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 X Force layer is like this skull rock mountain with a waterfall coming out of yeah, its mouth. Yeah, on top of a the edge of a waterfall. Oh. Yeah, L- like on literally on a cliff skull on mountain. Krakoa. <laughs> and you can, like 
you everything about Krakoa is customizable. So they so Beast chose to this have is the most a fucking evil lair shit lair. ever. Yeah. Yeah. Chose, yeah. yeah. No one questioned that Beast was evil. Yeah, it was it wasn't like, oh, I guess we'll set up shop in this in the skull. I mean, mountain, I mean when yeah, we'll <laughs> have the skull lair. We'll have the Skeletor <laughs> fucking home base and yeah, that's uh, fine. Skeletor's home base is Snake Mountain. The skull castle is Castle Grayskull. But oh, here's where it gets shit. even crazier, and here's why that you, is even you. funnier, is this starts with, with Hank going down some elevator in the top of the skull, and then we get a wide shot of the skull standing up out of the cliffside, and it has a whole body attached under it made out a fucking of skulltron and roots and shit. <laughs> skulltron? Yeah, goddamn... <laughs> Plant skull mech. What yeah, the fuck? Yeah, he's got yeah, a he's, he's got, got a Krakowazord. Yeah. yeah, dude, it's fucking <laughs> like, which is like objectively fucking awesome. It's and like, like half the power bit where he's bones. just walking across the bottom of the of the Atlantic Ocean. It looks like a across, swamp. It looks like a swamp thing. Like it looks it like does swamp look thing. Like a bit like a swamp thing. But there's this nuclear sub that's just been circling Krakoa, <laughs> kind of just keeping reconnaissance on them, and he just walks right up to it and snaps it in half. <laughs> yeah, this thing's That's not that's bad. This that's thing's not awesome. Good this fucking for anyone. Um, this this whatever technically living Krakoa Zord is fucking dope. So, so cut cool. cut back to um uh Logan standing over um Hank's fresh corpse and the heads his face splits open and a bunch of mushrooms pop out fucking and- gets last of us yeah i was about to say <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then Hank's do you think body benjamin comes- percy was mad when last of us blew up or he's just like God. <laughs> i already heard this mushroom story or he's a fan a fan of the games and he's like, yeah Yo. perhaps, perhaps. And he's yeah, a so, so everyone's gonna Hank's- think he ripped off last of us and he's like yeah. well come on I- he's also she's been around for, for a minute he's also a he's hard a real- novelist so yeah, he's a real fun yeah. guy. This Hank McCoy. Mm-hmm. There it is. Oh, we fucking got there. There was mushroom for that joke. Uh, uh, but yeah, he's God. just like this this <laughs> super amped up, like stupid, um, brainless. He's zombie. got like a failsafe. If someone kills him, he just turns into a mushroom zombie. Yeah, it's a booby trap. He booby trapped yeah. his own body because he's he a fucking maniac. That's some fucked up. That's some fucked up shit. It's man. funny because the first arc of X Force is. Kokoa getting invaded by those people that have little people in them. So he clearly mm-hmm. just took the tech of the of that and by oh, yeah, they were talking about he's just he's just been fucking with all this technology and like this is what it's been building to is just his fucking council of terrible. You know there's never been like a council of anybody that you would want to have a council of. Well yeah, so th- that's the next part is he wakes up all of the other spare clones he has of himself, so now he has six of himself. Mm. So yeah. all of X Force is just So now he can control every limb of the skull. Well yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Oops, oops all Henry's. <laughs> yeah. And all form the head. No, I want to form he, the head. He's starting <laughs> to make a little more evil because he's got like those big fucking like underbite fangs that are coming out. So he's starting to look like an evil little like evil beast. Starting to look more like Dark Beast every day. Yeah, mm. yeah. So he needs that, that so, Logan hair swoop again. I love that. Yeah, I do mm. miss that. Those, air, those hair points. <laughs> so Logan goes goes back to the five, and he's like, "All right, I need all of Beast's memory files. Mm. We mm-hmm. need to know what he's up to." And Hope's trying to explain, like, it's not really how this works. You can't <laughs> just like. 
You can't hack into you can, people's you just, yeah. brains. It's, yeah, it's, it's not, not how the there, brains There isn't work. like a, a file organization system in Yeah, who, no one can look through it. He's like, I don't care. I'll get Gene to do it. I don't give a fuck. Just give it to you me. You need a sleepwalker? So she, she pulls it up yeah, and she's right. like, so bad news, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he deleted everything. Except so his like, time with the no Avengers. Shit. <laughs> he left the yeah it was just like yeah those memories are you could have them That's he left all the shit no one cared right about yeah. very funny god damn yeah. what an asshole dude he's so, going full asshole so yeah so he's just he's just the ends justify the means whatever I have to do to mm-hmm. protect Krakoa I'm going to do he's just full blown monster he's just He's yeah. six blue Hitlers now. It's fucking scary. <laughs> and then the it last mean, I stand I stand by my he's fucking Alan Dulles, but now he's Alan Dulles, Foster Dulles, fucking um, There's just all of them. There's six of them. J. Edgar Hoover. He's he's all of them, all <laughs> yeah. combined. And he's he's Joseph McCarthy. He's he's just got all, he's got they're all in one little place now. Got a whole gang of them. So yeah, the la- exactly. the last page is all of the Hanks standing in front of a bunch of other tanks with um, various states of finished Wolverine clones, and he Brilliant. says, Great. Awesome. "X-Force we is should... no more. I will call this new program Weapons of X." Oh, fuck off! Fuck off! Fuck off, Hank! Yeah, he's Piece gonna make shit. himself a little Logan army, and it's not gonna, it's not gonna end well. Yeah, he's got his own Weapon X facility now. Uh, good luck, everyone. God damn it! Yeah, so I mean, I mean like fucking... they, they, they finally kind of pushed him into the pit of he's a villain yeah. now. Like, I, I yeah. love that there's yeah. a villain that like has back doors to literally everything in Krakoa. Mm-hmm. So great. This is like, this is like why you don't give somebody. anyone you don't give anyone carte blanche to do things, especially if that means circumventing laws to to fucking be. Well, that's what happens when you only have three of them. I think, and like I, was, I mean, well, like I was I mean, saying in the last, but he uh, could even break those laws. That's the thing. There were only not. three laws, but he had carte blanche to break them. I, I mean, yeah, that's true. I, I that think, true. you know, when true. you have a, a government run by Xavier and Apocalypse and Magneto, that they feel like <laughs> they yeah, can handle kind anything. Of yeah, the, the, yeah, they really underestimate <laughs> yeah. uh, the ability of other people to be as shitty as Which, they are. You know, when you're an X Men villain. That's what you do. You 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 know underestimate. Also, they, Apocalypse just fucked off. Maybe he comes back and kills Hank. I hope oh, so. that would be well, awesome. He's definitely coming just, back. Let, so, like, like I said when we talked about the last issue, it's just so heartbreaking that it's Hank. You know, like because he's been such like for decades and decades, he was just such a pure character. Yeah, which one of y'all drug up that fucking Morrison quote where they're like, Hank could never be a villain. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, buddy. Well, it's gonna I be got great. some bad news. It's gonna be great when which Blue is, Dad comes back. Which is funny because Morrison's beast is, I mean, not a villain, but a very unethical scientist. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It is it is the like um the the trope of like the um Sherlock Holmes like the the genius that's so eccentric that he doesn't have morality anymore, yeah. like that yeah. kind of thing. But like, still ultimately does the right thing. It's like like that that whole yeah. It's yeah. like Reed Richards, but he stopped trying to to do to do right. But like, I think that's an interesting arc for for a character because there's no other. There's like you know, we we can we can have one of those. It's, it's like a, it's yeah. like a John Cena heel turn. He's such a fun like, antagonist. <laughs> 
Yeah. He is. I mean, he's he's the smartest one and like it's kind of like well, uh when when fucking Sins of Sinister started and Xavier had that whole monologue that's like, "Man, you guys are lucky I'm me because anyone else with this <laughs> would just be really fucking bad." And it's like, "Well, now we're seeing that with Hank too." Yeah. Like, you know. Well, Even the best of him. You know what I think Hank's um his punishment should be he shouldn't be thrown in the in the hole because he'll he already has a way out of that. Yeah. We don't know what it is yet, but you know he has it. Also um, the whole is the hole still working after Sabretooth fucked pretty sure it, it's not. I don't, I don't even yeah. know. They should Sa- they should kill him and resurrect him as pre secondary mutation Hank. It's like here we're gonna re- resurrect you as like a seventeen year old because that was the last time you were a good person. And you have to oh, fucking start the, before over. the blue fur. They're just gonna resume as just Avengers Hank because that's the only memory they have left. <laughs> that would yeah, be really just cool. go to just go to Simon and get um the his memories of him. Yeah, they're gonna have to go way way back because he deleted everything else. Yeah, or he'll just be dead. Wasn't for a he while. gray for a hot minute? Did- yeah, the original um the original color when he got fur was gray, mm. but then he got. Experimented on by Apocalypse. Uh, thus the blue. Well, I, I, I think the honestly the the best. Um, it, this is almost like too cruel to him. But like, since there is, since we're talking councils of shitheads, you know how there's like a doofus Rick. Yeah. Bring <laughs> you, you make him doofus Hank, yeah. and he, he's aware a, that he wasn't always a, a doofus, Hank. but he can't fix it. <laughs> Damn. Like that. That's almost yeah, ta- too mean, though. Yeah. Take away the intellect. The intellect. Yeah, he has the memories where he's like, I know I can do this shit, but I don't I don't understand it anymore. Because his intellect is his whole shtick. Yeah. But then I feel like he would be an even bigger dickhead. And that that, that feels like taking away autonomy too. Like that feels that feels more evil than just being like, You're yeah, just, just dead him. forever. Just kill him. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. like <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just kill him. The dude's creating lobotomized clones of Wolverine. Well, he like, he did yeah. have a sp- no. He's he's gone Joseph Mengele. About well, he it. did like, have a, a space prison where he was locking people up and experimenting on them. That was yeah. right before yeah. like, he Joseph Mengele. Just shoot right? him and shoot his fucking Skulltron into the fucking sun, like, and just be done with it. <laughs> it will be. Interesting I will say the, sc- the Skulltron is fucking great. Like, yeah, keep it's awesome. Skulltron, get rid of the. Driver. It's definitely going like, to be. I wish anyone else was driving the Skulltron. But that's his whole factory. The whole factory is in the Skulltron. You have to get rid of the whole thing. It's true. Yeah, I, I'm curious what they're going to do. How they're going to resolve this whole beast arc? Oops! Yeah. All blue Hitlers. We know. Quentin is coming back in the next force, so. Oh, yeah, no, that, that'll... <laughs> yeah, you're fucked, Hank. <laughs> Have fun. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, let's talk about Spider-Man. <laughs> no? Okay. All right, all right. Good night, everybody. I'm trying to figure out how. trying to figure out. So tired from talking about Star Trek. This is a, this is a big one. This is a big So this is a uh, Spider-Man. He's uh he does everything a spider can. So at one point there was an editorial mandate where Spider-Man couldn't be with MJ anymore because they wanted to save Aunt May from dying. Yeah, and this whole story is basically uh the slow destruction of Peter's life through some sort of unknown force. Yeah, it's just like every Spider-Man story though. Yeah, I, I, the I theme. like yeah. I like this run because he 
we get these short mini series of Spider-Man versus different members of his rogues gallery. So like it's a kind of a showcase of yeah. each rogue. It's kind of like taking three or the... four issues with a different creative team each time. Yeah, it's kind of taking that heart of what Craven's last hunt did with Craven specifically and kind of showcasing other villains in this format and like they call it the gauntlet, but like it's all these high marquee Spider-Man villains throughout and like the theme that Peter's working through is like everything's just kind of crumbling and he's just getting more and more worn down. Yeah. So it's just um, as he's going through it, but it, it's cool because like you get, you get some really good showcases of a lot of these villains. Um, the first one being Electro, which there's so. <laughs> now that I've read this, um, the Batman one bad day thing feels like a ripoff. It was kind of this, but like not a linear plot, but like the exact same concept. Yeah, right. Sort of, yeah. And and th- this led it's to similar, a, a very cool, similarly, yeah. Th- this led to a really cool mentality of Peter for for a good while, where it was just like he was just on twenty four seven, like no more fucking around, no one dies on my watch, kind of a thing. Well, I don't. Yeah, it kind of it broke him a little bit towards the end of it, but yeah. So we start with Electro who's trying to figure out his powers are on the fritz and he's trying to figure out why. So he's trying <laughs> I love this beginning scene. He's just like experimenting with stuff trying to like get more and more power. <laughs> and then fucking Magneto and <laughs> Wanda and Wanda yeah. show up and he and he's just like um basically like this is my fucking power like you have like who the fuck are you to Magneto and Magneto's like bro <laughs> bro come on i'm gonna fuck all of your shit up don't talk to me like that yeah, and basically like you don't found like a you're disturbance a dick. in the like because he was fucking with like the magnetic right. for- fields yeah. and stuff and like was gonna recruit him but then he was just such a dick yeah they magneto's like whatever fuck off <laughs> <laughs> which is I don't know, kind of hilarious to me. Just like, the yeah, way right. he just pops in and pops back out. Yeah, and just like, like, he was like, just boop, boop, boop. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But then Electro goes to the thinker. The thinker to, to try to, like, create a process to fix his powers that were led to Yeah, believe, like, stabilize right? him. Stabilize him. So he kind of goes on this rampage to just um, scrounge up money. To, to fix his powers. And he ends up just... occupying the Daily Bugle. <laughs> the DB. Oh, the DB. Because right now right. the DB has been it's been bought oh, by also, somebody else. J. Jonah Jameson is mayor of New <laughs> his York. Mayor? Is the mayor, yes. Yeah. And um, his pay yeah. and the Daily Bugle was sold to someone else and it's now the so, DB. So much of this first arc feels so 2002, right? Like so much of it. Well, Electra becomes like reference? the pu- that well, this <laughs> one electro becomes like the people's champ yeah to like, fight against the billionaires and I guess, shit. i guess it's a little later than that with the occupy movement specifically yeah this is like, like, like 2009 yeah. 2010 when did this come out uh i mean t- around there but like there's a lot of references to like the the tw- 2000 election like there's a lot of references to like there will be kind of some allusions to 9-11 shit 2008, yeah. So this okay. is this is right in the yeah, heart the, of the Occupy stuff, the, but it's right Man, in the heart of the the government bailouts <laughs> on uh, the housing market. That's what a on, lot of this was. Yeah, yeah. So like, so he the the Daily Bugle has been sold to like a millionaire or whatever, and 
the Daily Bugle being a newspaper is a failing industry, so it gets a government bailout. Uh, so Electro uses that as like a like a fucking soapbox to like yeah. rile up the people. Mm-hmm. And it's it's amazing how quickly he got the entire city of New York like overnight, just be like, "Hey, uh, Electro's right. We're all going to do whatever he tells us to." <laughs> right. Well, right. I mean, do you remember two thousand and eight? Because yeah. everyone was fucking furious because yeah, the entire world fell apart, and it was directly because of the greed of fucking mortgage lenders and you know who got bailed out the fucking mortgage lenders like yeah so to to bail off, to bail out a gossip newspaper in this climate yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly so it so it is definitely just like a direct uh you know like but the problem with electro since he's like an unhinged lunatic it, he uses this momentum of like getting everyone pissed at the government bailout not to like do anything actually Mm-mm. like relevant or helpful. He just uses it to scapegoat the bill, the, the millionaire guy that bought and to get, the daily and to get money. Yeah. And, and yeah. to, it's to, just extorting to blackmail and yeah. extort the guy. But like, it's so, it's such a shame. Cause it's like, Oh, you were so close. You were so, you, were, you, were, you, <laughs> right, right, you had yeah. the point. You, and you You're still a villain though. The thread. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You could have done something. And then you just, I do like the in-betweens of, in this particular era, like of, Peter just not having any thread of a fuck together, like nothing. He has nothing together. He is a mess. Oh yeah, yeah. Living on this his roommate, who's just like, "Yo, Peter, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you want to use my fucking shower? You give me five dollars. You want to use my fucking microwave? You give me $10. which because uh, as we find yeah. out, because like the chameleon was pretended to be Peter and started dating her and then dumped her. Oh fuck! I missed that part. I didn't get to that that's part. To- they explain that towards the end, but yeah. So that's why she's so hostile towards him. Yeah. Does she know that? She, she doesn't does know, that, know that, it, that. No, she does not. She thinks it oh. is him. She thought it was him. He didn't tell her though. The uh, the surprise, the sexual politics of two thousand eight. Not great. Ooh. Not great. Not great. Yeah. Yeah, that's a sex crime. There's also yeah. a character that just randomly licks his face. In the book, dude, fucking Nora, it's a freak. Just man. like in the middle of the, just like a walking HR nightmare. <laughs> um, so yeah, like Electro eventually gets his money together for the thinker, who and he's like a total creep towards like assistant, too. Yes, but we find out his plan wasn't to fix his power; it was to fucking crank it up yeah, to eleven, to turn him all the way up. <laughs> so he gets turned into essentially living lightning. Yeah, like. He could do like a bunch of cool, like he can like go into like. He can travel through the current of yeah. like fucking throughout. He can also travel but, through Peter's webs. Yeah. yeah. So anything that conducts electricity, he can like kind of go. Yeah. And so ride. he takes the Daily Bugle hostage. And like absorbs all the power from the building. Yeah. And like the city blocks, and it's just like, I'm going to fuck shit up. And like destroys <laughs> the whole building. I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He crumbles yeah. the. Yeah, yeah, the building crumbles, and that and a really that cool was one fight of the, scene. That was one of the like early two thousands like references. Was just like we're gonna uh, erect a like freedom DB tower in its place, and <laughs> yeah. it's like Jesus fucking Christ. There's well, like really Jonah's watching uh, it. He's like, oh no, that's my building. Yeah, that's that there's a great page of uh, JJ watching it fall. Just yeah, because he's like tries to fight through. Because he's like, yo, 
because he hates the fucking guy that bought the paper. Yeah. Yeah. So he's trying to like go fucking get in his face. Like I'm going to save my building. And someone's yeah. like, I didn't know you still owned it. And he's like, no, it's metaphorically <laughs> it's my building. He turned it. I don't literally um, own it. Because it got turned into like a, a, a internet site, right? Yeah, it got it's turned still into a, a it's fucking It's still a paper, TMZ. but it's more like a tabloid paper. Yeah, it's a instead tabloid. of a yeah. Mm. yeah. So so it's still a paper, but it was more it's more tabloid. Yeah, they only print like Spider-Man as a menace and <laughs> <laughs> J. Jonah like, Jameson yeah. also yeah. a menace. <laughs> Literally one of these covers is like, watch out, uh A-Rod was seen with a different girl today, and it's like Oh man, I remember yeah. two thousand and eight. Jesus Christ. Yeah, the other the only like Things the real so paper is then. um the real paper is frontline. That's where Ben Yurick is now. That's the other paper going. Mm, so that's where yeah. they all end up going. Like Peter and Nora and and uh, and Ben are all at that, that was, paper because the DB turned into just a trash paper. That was big when the um, every Marvel event had a subsequent miniseries called Frontline, mm-hmm. where it was newspaper yep. articles about the event. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and we just kind of. I don't know, we get a cool electro, but then we kind of see the peak behind the curtain a little bit, and we see um, this mysterious figure who we find out to be Sasha Kravinov is the mastermind gathering up a whole lot of villains. She has started with Chameleon, uh, and Electro is next on her list, and as we progress through this, we get more and more more villains I, collected in her little bag. <laughs> this reminds me of that um, that Daredevil story we read a, a while back when they were just trying to soften him up by just throwing all of his rogues gallery at him one at a time. And that's pretty much exactly what she was doing, right? Yeah. Because yeah. the end of this, you know, we'll get to it. We could talk about it briefly, but yeah, that's like very similar. I think it's, the, and that was like the idea because they want to break him in every possible way. <laughs> when I was reading this as a kid, I there was like this story really like stuck with me because I very like villain oriented where I like whenever there was a a story that like took a villain I knew but then like amped their power up and like there was like a big fight scene that always like stuck with, stuck with me because I then just like that made me like that character a lot. Um yeah. so like the the Sandman one, which is the next one, like that's that's been burned in my brain for over a decade. Man, the RJ was, was a kid great. when this came out. That's how old this is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Weren't we all? No. We're all young ones. <laughs> I mean, I think I was well, I literally I was, eighteen when this. I came was. Out, I so was. No. I was out of college when this came out. Oh shit! What year was old man? I know. Two thousand nine. Old, old yeah. man. Wow. I'm gonna, anyway, Sam, uh, Sandman. Just going to get yep. on my walker and uh, get the hell <laughs> out of here. Dude, this Sandman issue. Go to bed, like, Grandpa. Um, they did such a good job of combining like the background of Sandman, making you very empathetic towards Sandman, and also giving you like a cool like detective mystery all in like a two issue span. And making it sad. Yeah. This book is sad. And making it really sad. And doing like, a super flex on what Sandman can really do with his powers. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, it kind of starts with this little girl talking about her dad, and they're, like, creating this whole town, and it's her just going around and living in a giant sandcastle. 
and like having her own little restaurant and like everything and dad you know her dad provides everything for her um and then centered around that is like this mystery of like evidence disappearing out of a locker um of like murder weapons of these three different murders that happened throughout the town and from a locked safe but of course peter with his spider eyes sees some sand there he's like i know who the mother i know who this shit is and this is back when <laughs> peter was with carly the uh kind of he's been he's he's been talking to carly who is also he, she's like the she's a she's a uh police investigator and she's the one who like it disappeared on so she's like it's her ass because he's also dating black hat as As spider-man oh i remember that that got weird yeah peter is fucking all this is very like spectacular spider-man inspired because there was a big period when spectacular spider-man started where black cat was kind of like a co-star but she didn't give a shit about peter parker and so she would just date spider-man and then for peter parker they he wasn't with mj so they would just make up these women characters and like surround him and they're like oh are we dating kind of but like this is like very inspired by that um yeah because carly like they like go on dates but then she's like oh i wonder if he actually likes me because <laughs> he keeps blowing he keeps blowing her off yeah meanwhile he's 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 banging black hat with the the mask on with the mask on yeah yeah classic fucking do you think he keeps cla- the little booties on too just going running around the town like his idol matt murdoch just can't <laughs> keep his fucking dick in his pants <laughs> um but yeah, we we kind of have Spider Man, which I always find hilarious when Spider Man wears a scarf and hat. I just I don't know why he has leg up. warmers He's, and leg warmers and shit and earmuffs cool. and everything. <laughs> I know, I just think it's funny. Um, kind of. You think that suit has any insulation? I guess not. Nope. No. <laughs> he needs to get some. Oh. He needs to get some Under Armour cold gear and that <laughs> shit. I, I love a good winter Spider Man story for that reason. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's just like a fun little thing they could do. Like it, just, it always looks goofy. Because New York, but he starts like tracking down to help out, and obviously it all leads back to Sandman. And this is when we start flexing on the Sandman powers because he kind of got leveled up a little bit. Sandman is um, like, we, yeah, he's making this huge castle for this little girl. Well, it's it's really building on the concept that he can control every individual molecule of his of his body, right? Like that's right, so the part. Yeah. That it's like, oh, we're gonna take that to its logical lo- conclusion, yeah. where like he can just do a whole yeah. fucking city, which is kind of cool. You do his own city, and then there's a whole bunch of different versions of him, including and a Frosty the Snowman, and including an army of Frosty the Snowman. Can you turn and things to glass? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I've can he control sure. his rigidity, or is he always like just like a kinetic sand? No, because no, he, he like plays because he has like a hammer and stuff. Yeah. yeah, he makes the hammers and stuff. Who but would we win find in the fight, out... Clayface or Sandman? Sandman, because he could he's he can keep but expanding Clayface... right because he has every single so can Clayface. Can Clayface, Clayface is control every goopy, single molecule, though. so you just get the sand yeah, caught Clayface in the goop. Yeah, Clayface can make little Clayfaces. I don't know how much but clay can control. I don't that, know how yeah. much clay, fa- clay Clayface can yeah, make. 
Yeah, it depends in on theory, if you can control every individual Clayface molecule also. With, if you Sandman hits Clayface with the sand, it would just kind of absorb Yeah, it would be like Clayface. using Silly Putty to lint well, yourself. Wait, what, yeah. if they, what if they would then accidentally combine, and then the That's sand plus the clay, it becomes concrete, and then... There you then go. You get Boom, you, you take both out at the same time. Now you've got Tombstone. Ah, <laughs> shit. Just Tombstone. <laughs> just That's becomes a, a generic tombstone. gray gangster. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, they like he starts fighting Spider-Man and there's like this army of sandmen that he creates. But I like how what? one of them's just a fat guy. Yeah. I, my favorite part about this is that specifically so sand so as they're fighting, Peter's like, so so the three people that died, one was the mother of this missing girl. The second one was the mother's lawyer. And the third one was um the guy who was like trying to put on like some kind of like concert event on this island, right? Yeah. Right. So Sandman would have motive to kill all three people so he could get the daughter and then like the, the mom was trying to file a restraining order against him because he was like stalking her. So he kills the lawyer and then like he wants the island to himself so he kills the promoter. Um, and Sandman keeps saying to Peter like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about trying to put this shit on me, but I didn't kill anybody. I'm just trying to be with my daughter. Can you leave me the fuck alone? And then the, all the multiple Sandmans pop up, and they're like, oh, yeah, like no, we, yeah, I, I, we, I, we did we that, boss. Yeah, we did. We did that. We killed, <laughs> we killed all of them. Um, and it, re- it turns out that he can, can infinitely control every molecule, but his consciousness also can only... Yeah. Well, yeah, his consciousness can only stretch so thin. So his subconscious is controlling. So like he's literally having an internal. Like he conflict. wants that person to be dead. So his his little one version of it went and took care of it. Yeah, no, it's yeah, like strangers on a just... train almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. strangers and, and on like, a train. And then <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But I thought then, it was like, cool. As they're trying to like they're trying to keep Peter from taking his daughter away and like but they're like well wait what we don't want her to see us kill Peter but like also we need to keep her here so like he's having an internal conflict and like literally fighting yeah. himself trying to figure out the best way to handle the situation mm. it's I thought one of the coolest cool things, way to do that like and the murder weapons were all parts of the sandmen so when yes. he yes. recalled the particles the weapons disappeared from the safe yeah. which I thought and was really cool so yeah, Kylie's not like, bad uh, it was Correct. Well, and it was really bad at like her a job in that she mystery. didn't know that a gun and a knife were made of sand. She's I mean, still like, looking for her de- character development, which is not made of sand, but it's somewhere. It feels that way because no one can grab onto it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Just sips through our fingers. But again, another great uh, battle, like um, just fight between Spider-Man and another villain. He ends up putting sandman into a giant fan there's some really great art flexes in this who was the art on this um get to the mask then real quick i do know that it was um javier rodriguez doing color work which is really interesting because it feels very like what we end up seeing javier rodriguez do in uh javier Pulido. Mm, different Javier. with javier rodriguez on color the colors are really great and then sandman gets knocked out and he wakes up in a castle, and it's like he's got to yeah. play Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just like how he created um, a giant sandcastle on this island off of, yeah, off of Manhattan, and no one was like, "Hey, uh, where'd that castle come from?" <laughs> yeah, was that castle hey, uh, supposed to be there? Yo, yo. Hey, why is yeah. this castle here? 
<laughs> don't, don't don't worry about it. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, this was a he just wanted to be with be with Alma. He wanted to be with the daughter and and, uh, and uh no, uh Kimia was the daughter. Alma was the woman. Oh, you're right, you're right. Yes. You're right. Uh but uh in another tragic turn of events, like the daughter the whole time is just like, "No, leave me and my daddy alone." And like she legitimately thinks that like her dad is going to bring who's also physically not her dad, by the way. Um he yeah. just he tr- he's the first person to ever treat her like a dad. Well, her so, mom was like, like a super villain groupie. Yeah, yeah, she was she she was like yeah. his pen pal in prison, and then when he got out, he wanted to be the the girl's dad, and she's like, "Fuck off, you weirdo!" And then <laughs> he wouldn't fuck off. So, um, but yeah, like, so so, uh, Flint kept telling her like, "Oh, I'm gonna bring your grandma and your mom, and we're all gonna live in this magical castle where you're the princess." And uh. Peter's like, okay, well, let me go get them, and I'll bring them here, and we'll all be happy. And she's just like, you, you're a liar. And he's like, no, I just want to like make sure you're safe. And so like he, he takes takes her against her will off of the island and brings her back to the grandma. But then the the like child protective services is like, oh well, she was playing outside by herself while the grandma was watching TV, so she's not a fit guardian so yeah. we're putting her in foster care anyway so it's like well that's how you create a fucking super villain yeah assholes. Yep. Like, she gets put Christ. into the system yep and so that that's kind of left on a cliffhanger i'm curious if that ever if anything ever came out of that um yeah i'm not sure character development wise but that yeah i was like well that's and you know peter has his classic like oh am i just am i just fucking everything up am i do i do everything yep. wrong all the time probably <laughs> kind <laughs> of what are you gonna do you did this what time. are you gonna do <laughs> yeah. you're just doing your best bud yeah exactly oh god then we get the rhino who was awesome <laughs> uh i'll tell you what's fucking awesome is this nick dragoda art holy shit yeah. this is like I, one of my favorite seen... characterizations of the rhino I don't think I'd ever seen any Nick Dragota art pre East of West, um, but this fucking slaps, and I wish we would he would do interiors again because uh, the best Rhino story besides it's Flowers so, for Rhino, which is Flowers for Algernon so good. for Rhino, and it's so <laughs> good. I kind of figured that, but thank you for clarifying. So good. <laughs> I love this. Um, I love this like origin issue that they do, and it's just like, yeah, I, I, I was just this big dude. I didn't always care about the specifics. I told him I could do this for money and I just did it to help my family. And then I got turned to the rhino and then I just kind of do shit that people tell me. <laughs> and anytime anyone calls me stupid, the, I just fucking put a horn the, through him. I don't really give a fuck. The first, Great. Uh, the, yeah, the first issue with him is fucking up a political assassination. He's like, dude, you yeah, had, he fucks up the wrong yeah, base. He's like, dude, and you had the, the map other one anyway. down. <laughs> and they just keep yeah. calling him a moron. He's like, don't call me a moron. He's like, don't call me a moron. He's like, all right, you call me stupid and I'm going to kill you. I warned you. <laughs> He's like, I'm not stupid. I, I think, how, how does he put it? Um, I'm simple, not stupid. Mm. There's a big difference. I'm like, I like that. And then the next time we see him, he's, he's a bouncer. He's turned over a new him. leaf. Dude, that would be one of the scariest bouncers. Yeah, the dude is just like, a brick no one- wall. Also this is also like the, the issue where Nora job. licks Peter too. Mm-hmm. This is that issue. Yep. I, I can't weirdo. imagine the Rhino having an easier job. <laughs> I mean, hockey go- he'd make a good hockey goalie. Yeah, he wouldn't have I to think. move. Yeah, but I think he's too big. 
Yeah, I think everything I think would legally, just go straight five hole. Yeah, <laughs> he probably so can't mean. tested for steroids. <laughs> I haven't played forward in any I sport. Think, <laughs> I think legally, if you're bigger than the goal, you can't be a goalie. I mean, I like don't that know if that's a like rule. It's cheating. Has that happened yet? I feel like I feel like it could be a rule if there was a person that big. It's called the Alexi <laughs> like, rule. It'd be like. It wasn't a rule until we found it, and that's definitely cheating. Well, they had to they had to change the rules for stick length because of a player who was like six ten, and the stick would literally wouldn't reach the ice. So they had to. He has to technically use a longer stick. Wow, how's that guy not get broken in half during play every tw- game? Play for twenty years in the NHL because he's fucking huge. Holy. He's bigger than everybody. Zdeno <laughs> Chara, if you want to look him up, like a basketball player. I believe you. Yeah, he played for like twenty years. He's a fucking beast. Anyway, anyway uh, the Rhino trying to be a good fucking guy, turning over a new leaf. He's Not found love. Out. He's found love. Um, but apparently, there's a new Rhino that has to apparently kill the old Rhino to ascend to Rhino Dome. Because this dude's a fucking. Lunatic. He's got like a mech Rhino suit. He's like yeah, kind of cheating. Fucking, definitely cheating, but for sure. And I like how Spider-Man runs into. Uh, Alexi, like right, the OG Rhino at the casino. He's like, "Are you doing anything bad?" He's like, "No." <laughs> and he's just like chilling. He's just like, mm-hmm. and he's like okay. befuddled Carry that he's on. like doing completely fine. Is actually ends up helping them yeah. each other out because he's just trying to like be a good guy. He like cops to like his crimes and like goes to ends up going to jail. Well, goes just to kind of serve his sentence so he can like make amends for being yeah. Rhino. It, He's trying to be a different. It gets person. to a point where um the the mech Rhino guy like starts pushing him so far that he's like, all right, you know what? Let's just throw down. And Spider Man's like, no, wait, don't do that. Like, I, I, I can't believe one of my villains actually wants to reform. And yeah, let's it, help. I'm gonna help like, you do that. Please let me take care of it. Like, I don't want you to have to go back there. Like, it's such a great. I love their dynamic. Yeah, I love this, uh, like, the montage of him in prison and, like, being rehabilitated and, like, they're just talking and he's just like, yeah, I'm just trying to be better. And then, like, at one point, there's, like, a prison break and the cop's like, don't move. He's like, can I get more salt? Mm. <laughs> it's like, wait, it's like, you're not trying to run. He's like, no, nah, I'm good. If I wanted to leave, I could have fucking left on the goddamn rhino. Yeah, like, I, I, I can thing, walk right? right through the wall anytime I want. Yeah, but then he gets, he gets early release. Um... For some reason, I don't remember why. But he ends up getting let out, but then he can't find a job because he has to go through the fucking system and he's just real fucking fed up with it. I mean, that's, yeah, that's what fucking happens, unfortunately. But then in between, we have the Mysterio story, but I kind of want to like put a button on the Rhino story. So he's like doing good. He meets like Osaka, like, you know, he falls in love and he's turning over a new leaf and everything. And fucking mech rhino is a fucking dick attacks them in the middle of this big rally that goes on later ends up killing his woman and he has to go and he basically goes full right he's basically like alexi is dead i only the rhino is here so he becomes the rhino and beats the fuck out of mech rhino and like gores him <laughs> good I mean- yeah, a dude, dude fucking deserved it, but I felt so bad for Rhino. 
I felt so bad. It was so sad. Like he was like trying was to be so a different good. person. He was doing great, and like the world wouldn't let him because fucking Craven's wife needs her stupid fucking revenge. Damn, stupid daughter, bitch. Right? Not not wife. Wife. Oh, I thought it was his daughter. His daughter's also in it. Okay. And his other daughter. And neither and of them and are brother. Calypso. And and son. It's a mess. It's a it's a so messy family. So many kids? Yeah. There's a whole backstory with his wife. I wonder what happened to Calypso then. Yeah, I have no idea. Hmm. <laughs> then we get the Mysterio story, which is super great. The art in this Mysterio story is really special. Yeah, who did this one? Um, Holy shit, man. Uh, let me get I'm flipping right through it. I'm almost there. Uh I don't know. They start doing the credits towards the end. Well, these ones, the credits, they do kind of a a, the spirit sort of a thing, where like the credits are all over the. Oh, it's on the poker table. The Marcos uh, Martin did the art. Ah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I love how he draws Spider Man. Like he really leans into the kind of spindliness, and the way he draws his face in the mask is really great. I love it. And then, again, Javier Rodriguez doing the colors. It fucking pops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This whole bit's great because we kind of get a lot of stuff that ties in. So we kind of find out that Mysterio has been uh, faking, using special effects and things to fake and cover up mob deaths. Yep. For various New York mobsters. <laughs> right? That usually ends well for people. People double dealing um, in the uh in the the world of organized crime. It's such a great use of Mysterio because it's like Right. It's such a great background. yeah like it's it's such a natural use of his power too and like his what he does. But he basically Faked the death of like the entire leadership of a crime family so he could take over mm-hmm. it. Pretty smart, actually. Yeah. And now he's controlling uh, they, them. And he's controlling them, yeah. And he's kind of starts like a war between that family and Mr. Negative's crew. There's so much. Fr- so we get a lot of that in this There's story. There's so much from the PS4 Spider Man game that I didn't realize was actually like in the comics before. Right, me too. I was reading like the whole Mr. Negative May Harvest thing. Uh, feast, but yeah. Did, feast, yes. Yeah, the her harvest, like, yeah. Uh, community center or whatever. The... Yeah, and then her getting like Mr. Negative and turning to like a grade A bitch. Yeah. <laughs> For most of this trade. Is, uh, most yeah, of this storyline. so rude to Harry. Yeah. Kick, I think it takes to like almost the end of this um, thing when Peter's like all the way almost like Pretty much at the end of like the Grim Hunt storyline, mm. May finally snaps out of it from like the Mister Negative influence. Yeah, because she pretty much just she just get she just got married to oh Jameson's dad, right? Yeah, yeah. Peter and, and like J- inherited and a bunch of house. Peter and JJ, Harry are and step brothers. Yeah, and then but like Harry and a bunch of them were like living in a house and like said it was fine. And then she like just basically walks in and just calls a bunch of freeloading hippies and kicks yeah. them out. <laughs> I don't like Aunt May, the landlord. I don't like that one bit. 
Yeah, well, she got Mr. Negative, right? So she just turned like into the opposite yeah. of herself. Yeah, because she was running like um, a soup kitchen. Right. Yeah, feast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so does Mr. Negative's alter ego is like the, yeah. the actual face of it. Yeah. But she walks in on him killing somebody. Oops. And they're like, oh, it's just for a play. And she's like, those are those are guts. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should tell somebody. And then he like does like the influence on her. But she gets Superman. God, there's a lot in this book. Mysterio has been my yeah, exactly. favorite Spider-Man villain since I was like five. He says while well, literally wearing a Mysterio team. Yeah, you came, <laughs> right. you came prepared. You're you're but repping. Like... <laughs> It's this was a great use of his power, yeah. too. I thought it was really cool. I didn't like him because I was in the movies or anything at that time. I just liked him because he looked fucking cool. He's got the best design. Got... Yeah. I love his dumb fishbowl. I, I also... His dumb I, uh, fi- I love how his fishbowl... I love how you can't see through it. Right, yeah. But we're expected to... Like, he's completely aware and can see everything. But my man's wearing a fucking white I just bowl love, on his head. <laughs> I love him. Like I love when uh, artists get to draw him because it's always like smoke effects and like painting stuff into the helmet and like there's just so much yeah. you can do with his abilities. And I love his dumbass gauntlets because they're like just weird, like huge, blocky, <laughs> like they look like lanterns. And they've got like are the ideas like they're like projectors, right? Like that's kind of the idea. Oh, it might be. But they're they're so cool. I I like to think that he sounds like someone talking into a jar. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Yeah. Or it's like projected out, like kind of yeah. like a special effects thing would be like a like a carnival ride or something. Like kind of, kind of. I don't know if this translates well. <laughs> it does. But this, it absolutely this is does. What, Perfect. Nailed it. This is what Mysterio sounds like to me in my head. One hundred percent. Awesome. That's so fucking good. Um, I'm glad you had that. Yeah, yeah I was. I was effect. like, "What can I? What do I have a glass I could talk it to?" Yeah, Dude, it, I, it would only be better if it was literally a bomb. It's about like the design <laughs> and the art in this too. This like couple pages because he's in it a lot in this part of the story. The Mister Negative design oh, yeah. and art <laughs> and like him like attacking this person is fucking so cool. Such a great fucking character design. My main experience from Mister Negative is is the game, like I was saying, because. I mean, the, Me the storyline in that game is like one of the best Spider-Man stories of all. It's ever. great. Which game? The PS4 one. It's PS4 uh, Spider-Man. It, the the story is amazing. I should play it. Um, <laughs> it. It's like one of the best Spider-Man comics that is in the Spider-Man comic. And you get like, it's like, it's like kind of similar to like reading this. You get like every fucking villain. So it's great. Um, there have been a lot of really good Spider-Man games. There have been a lot of really bad ones, too. Yeah, he's yeah. just had a lot though, so it's more just like you know shotgun effect of some are gonna hit. Yeah, yeah at some, some point, well, some of them are gonna be yeah. fucking death shots. You know, some of them are gonna. Like, I remember Shattered Dimensions being really good. Oh, I love Shattered Dimensions. I like Spider Man Two, the game, just because it was like the first time I played an open sandbox game, and I was yeah. like, I'm just gonna swing. Yeah, for those games are really so much. Those games are rule. I remember doing like playing that game so much that like you know when you like get out of the ocean and you can kind of still feel the waves. Yeah. Like I remember swinging for hours mm-hmm. and then kind of like still having that motion yeah. in my head when I stopped playing. I'm like, I, my brain is fried. Yeah, I, I, this is who I yeah, am the, now. The web <laughs> slinging is like one of the most addictive video game feelings. 
Yes, because they 100%. Yeah, it's such a great mechanic. When yeah, they it's done nailed it. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. Ultimate Spider-Man on the original Xbox did web swinging really, really well. Is that the one where you could switch? Yeah. You could hit the joystick and switch to Venom. Yeah. Yeah, I love that one. And and like the, play, the PlayStation one did a good job too. Like you had you had control over like sw- shooting webs from the right or left side, based on oh, what trigger okay. you were getting. Yeah, so yeah. like it, it, they really they really played with it. I just remember I, there was one game. I think there's one that's like lesser known that actually counted web cartridge fluid, and you could run out. And it's like, come on, what are you doing? Oh, there oh, was a ton in, in the side-scrolling days. That was that was the MacGuffin in oh, every one of those games. Yeah. Like on the NES, oh, yeah. that, I, I remember. I remember the getting Maximum Carnage Sega Genesis game. Yeah, that Maximum Carnage. You had limited webs. Because um, I, I just there was one on NES. I remember getting to a pivotal point where I was like at a boss fight and you had to have webs, and I was out of webs, <laughs> and there were like there wasn't a countdown timer, so I just couldn't. Like you had to reset the whole game in order to get back to there. It was, yeah. Just like fucking my, infuriating. My logic brain likes it because, like, you know, technically it is a fluid cartridge, so it would run out. But it, at the same yeah, time, it's like, that's the best aspect of your game is swinging. Like, why would you put a right. cap on that? <laughs> yeah. Well, because I get the time, right? That was, like, part of the character. A much bigger If we're part talking of the movies, the say, movie yeah. adaptation ones, that, that was the uh, weird Tobey Maguire had it come out of his skin. Right, yeah, they were mm-hmm. natural in that. Yeah. And we didn't get. Yeah, you just have to stop other. every now and again and eat a banana or something. Then there, then there was that weird uh, uh, storyline called the other, where he started getting powers, he yeah, got natural webs mm-hmm. and weird spider talon things that like, uh, like Wolverine. Yeah. Oh, or I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Give me some spider. I just remember talons, the cover because it's the Vitruvian Man, but it's Peter. Yeah. Gotta get that spider totem, baby. Yep. Man, I I know we're still talking about Spider Man, but what a sidebar that was. <laughs> like, dude, this whole Mysterio plotline is fucking wild. Cause he like fakes all these deaths with the help of Carly's dad, who is presumed dead, uh, and also has a robot that so he can be like make up Silvermane, which is the head of this crime oh family, and just like r- runs this crime family for a while. <laughs> with, again, with the help of Carly's Peter's almost girlfriend's thought-to-be-dead cop Silvermane father. is so lame. It's just a drug dealer that they ended up beating up so badly that they put him in a robot body. But yeah, which is great because then he just like has an old mech that makes it look like he it's looks like made. a TMNT villain. He does. Yeah. He doesn't look real. Like at like it doesn't look like that he was exist um, at the all. introduction of Cloak and Dagger because Cloak and Dagger's backstory is essentially they were kids that were experiment experimented on with drugs, so they go around beating up drug dealers and they almost murder Silvermane, but Spider Man stops them. So then they <laughs> put him in a robot body. <laughs> Dude, Cloak has Probably one of the coolest just... superpowers ever. I love Cloak and Dagger. It's the Void. Yeah, they're great. I just want, I just want to scream into him. <laughs> oh my Don't god, dude. All. This fucking trade, man. This story... We, we're, we're going long. Do we want to keep going with the, this entire There's so book? more because like, there's, there's... so much more. Because there's like, like Morbius... There's, there's Morbius stuff where Peter goes to a vampire club and dresses up like fucking lost boys they're like what the fuck are you doing here you goddamn clown 
Um, there's like the vulture storylines with like the new vulture who just pukes on a bunch of people. He just won't stop puking. Yeah, he has like acid vomit. There's like a whole side story with Flash Thompson learning oh how to walk God, again, so and sad. Peter just gets. A- there's the lizard, uh, apparently. That's the There's end. No That's not this yeah. trade, but like that. Yeah, this continues going on. Like I like the overall story because like the theme, it like the in betweens of the action and the big storylines. It's really like Peter talking to MJ or Nora or Carly or Alicia or he has himself, girlfriends. and basically like man, he's like man, I'm. All of my villains are coming out of the fucking woodwork right now, and I am running out of juice here. Like, <laughs> um, and we see it's all being orchestrated this, by all my girlfriends coming out of the woodwork. I'm running out of juice here. Yeah, well, he's definitely running out of juice there. <laughs> but he's just like, then we get the juggernaut shows up, uh, and then like, um, he has to fight the juggernaut, and then like, uh, the lizard has a whole arc with the shed arc, which is horrible. Dude, that's one of my favorite Spider-Man so arcs good. of all time. Now we're just um, talking about things that are even in this trade. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, the gauntlet continues to progress, and then it it culminates that with, like, the... That lizard story the, arc is fucking phenomenal. The sequel to Craven's Last yeah, Hunt, basically. We're just teasing all of the yeah. other things. If you wanted to continue on this, but there's yeah. a lot going on yeah, in this story. Fun. I really enjoy it. I like this era of Spider-Man. It just seems so fucking frantic and manic, but yeah. like in a in a good it's way. It's weird in a way that really emphasizes Peter's like shortcomings and yeah, suits, feel, you know? right. Like it really, really gives a. It's a good showcase of him and all of his rogues, which is half the reason that that Spider-Man is cool, right? Like he's got the best fucking rogue. Yeah, like this is like the best. I my favorite part of this whole thing, this particular trade, was like the Rhino stuff. It's like the best rhino story I've ever read. And I, like I felt so I felt so bad for him. Every time I see him now I'm going to be sad that he's still a villain. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel bad for him now. Never be He could have had a future as a hockey goalie. Yeah. Yeah, he just wanted to be a normal fucking guy and live with his live with his wife and he and like these fucking people couldn't just leave him alone. Pieces of shit. You never beat well-written empathy stories it's what makes these yeah. comics just peter yeah, and for these sure. villains that sometimes are just dumb goofy people that show up and sometimes they're someone all it takes is someone to just take a microscope to them make them really work right mhm this was such a this was such a nostalgia trip for me this was like this was the peak of my relationship with Spider-Man. Like, I... I never missed... This is some Spider-Man, Spider-Man I can get down with. What's that? This is some Spider-Man I could sit... I could see myself just reading for a while. Like, I, this... It was... It's fun. It's frantic. But, like, it does a good mix of, like, the superhero stuff. But, like, I like the street-level Spider-Man stuff, too. Yeah. It almost makes me I like a good mix. That one more day happened, and he's not with MJ anymore. Almost. Right. Yeah, that just feels unnecessary, like you said, and then he just has a fucking line of line of women. And some women who aren't even like with him and are just looking his face. Yeah. But this is like <laughs> when when, you know, Brand New Day really hit off. I don't know if this still counts as Brand New Day, but It's of that era. They, they had a good they had a good rhythm going. Cause like I think I think Spider Man yeah. was coming out like three times a month. 
which is crazy which is, that any which is why they is kept like that much cycling through creative teams on right this. yeah and it was just they were firing on all cylinders and it was just it was awesome every week and it's like i, I the fact I just that remember, it was that like, cohesive is crazy yeah i remember for 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 a while like i could only have so many things in my pull and it was just like as as long as spider-man and x-men were in there <laughs> Like, yeah, it's like that was always my bare minimum. I mean, reading this, it's like, yeah, this is why Dan Slott was handed the keys for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could hold it together. Yeah, because this stuff is great. He, he had a I, really I good Spider-Man. He always had a good big picture of what was going on at any time. Like he had he had a good bird's eye view of what he was doing, where he was going, why he was doing it. And he could kind of triage that out very well. Like he was a good kind of. I liked his spider centric events too. I like that he was able to do oh, yeah, that spider stuff and make them feel rules. Spider, spider Island, Island was great. great yeah, yeah exactly. That's the one that comes to mind. So, man, Spider Man, Spider Man, gotta love him. He 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 can he can do anything a spider can, and more. Except keep a girlfriend. So the, can spiders uh, keep girlfriends? Are they notoriously faithful? I don't know. Yeah, me either. So look that up. So this is this is pretty much this, this is our last regular episode of this season. We've got we've got one more episode coming up. We got a season finale coming at you. We're gonna we we talked about Animal Man. We talked about Swamp Thing. Might as well do fucking Rot World. Rot World. Let's do some fucking rot world up in this piece. I mean, we already established that I am the new avatar of the rot, so we might as well. Just yeah, we might as well right? tell your whole story. So, yeah. So next week, next week you're getting rot world, and then we're gonna be we're gonna be off for a little while. We've got some Patreon episodes in the can that you're gonna get. Um, that I think I think the first one's already out on our on the Patreon feed. Uh, we talk oh, about shit. the magic fish. So we're doing we're doing all um graphic memoirs for our, our our season break stuff so you'll you'll get that in the regular feed um once it comes out if you want it sooner than that uh i gotta join the patreon so now is a good a time as any to go over to patreon and give us give us some of your money please i'll give Sweet. you links to that as well as the discord and the uh the episode description come hang out with us in the discord chat with us I know there's some Spider-Man fans out there on the Discord. Come, come at us. Let's chat some Spider-Man. Um, yeah, so for uh, for us, uh, this is Tales from the Shortbox. Bye, everybody.